When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack File Studios in Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I'm Ken Knapsack here on a very special day, a day of love. February 14th. At least that's when I'm first releasing this episode. Maybe you're binge listening later, but the topic still remains relevant. The topic is love. The topic is today the three things you need to know about real love. Not the Beatles song from the anthologies, the reworked John Lennon vocals. I mean, it's a good song. I actually think there was a uh, a better song than Free as a Bird, and I like Free as a Bird. But when the anthologies came out there, and uh, what is it, 95, uh, I, was, I was looking forward to Free as a Bird, and then I was like, okay, it's good. It's got uh, some Jeff Lynne producing. I can hear it. I can hear it. Uh, but Real Love, Lennon's old track, it's a great tune. So, but this isn't a show about that. I, I could probably do 30 minutes on both those songs for the Beatles, but that's a different time. But talking about Beatles, you're talking about love. And talking about Valentine's Day, we should talk about love. Now, love and Valentine's Day don't necessarily go together. You might be listening right now and you're saying, grumble, grumble, Ken, this is a made-up holiday. This is a holiday that we that we do not need to celebrate, we do not need to worry about, and I understand where you're coming from. I was in that position for years, and you know what? I'm not saying I'm not in that position. It is a weird, manufactured holiday. It is it is a hallmark greeting card of a holiday, and I'm not one for greeting cards. Not at all. However, it does one really important thing, and that is... It makes us focus on love, for the most part. Love of a romantic kind, but it doesn't necessarily need to be that. You could, family members, you could love, you can give them a Valentine card. Hey, love you, Grandma. It's, it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. But I wanted to focus today on love. I sound like I'm talking late night on a call-in radio show talking about Love, But love is important, right? Love is good. And you know what? As George Harrison once sang, someday love will find you. Love comes to everyone. Trust me. He sang that. At least the second verse. But I don't want to talk about movie love. I want to talk about the end of Pretty Woman. I mean, that's a great movie. It's a great end. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about real love. Years past here in the Knapsack Files podcast feed, you've heard me talk from the point of view of a lonely, grumpy old man. Well, I'm still a grumpy old man, but I'm no longer lonely. And that's a very fortunate thing. 
And for the first time ever, with, with apologies to anyone in my past, but so sorry you lost. For the first time ever, I'm feeling real love. And it's something I haven't felt before. Something I've I've heard people describe. I know I know married friends, and I know it isn't always flowers and fireworks. I get it. There's mundane times. There's times where you bicker. There's times where you can't decide to what what to watch on Netflix. There's times you've been to the same restaurant forty times uh, over, and and it, and you're gonna go for the forty first because that's part of real love. I get all that, but for the first time in a long time here in the Napsack Files podcast feed, I want to go into. What that means. And what I think from this standpoint, and I'm no expert. I don't even know if I'm good at love. But I'm no expert. But from this point of view, I want to share the three things about real love. And I hope that you can find it if you don't have it. I, I hope you can refind it if you once had it. And I hope you're in it now. And I hope on this Valentine's Day holiday, which is... A hallmark greeting card of a holiday, as we have determined here, once and for all. I hope you can still focus on the things of real love. So here, without further ado, are the three things you need to know about real love. Three to one. Number three, it will comfort you. Now, I'm not just talking about, ouch, I I need a Band-Aid, can you provide me comfort? Uh, ouch, I'm having a bad day. Can you? Can I lean your head, my head on your shoulder? Or, you know, maybe they're having a bad day and you can say, well, you can lean your head on my shoulder. That's part of it, and that's part of this third uh, item here on the list. But I find that when I say it will comfort you, what I mean is real love, when it springs up, when it explodes into your life, can be full of a lot of passion and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, low-lit rooms. It can be filled with all that indeed. But I think we all know, not that that fades away, that changes. What that means uh, later on isn't exactly what it meant the first couple weeks, and you have to get beyond that. And in the past, I've, I, I, I feel as though I, I could easily disconnect. I could easily turn it off. And then I found something real. And what I found was the comfort and the comfort level and the comfortableness. And after years and years and years of you out there trying, you will find yourself in a situation, I hope you will, that isn't forced, it isn't difficult. There's no pleading. There's no begging. There's just comfort there. There's an ease. And that is what I mean when I'm talking about it will comfort you. There is power in the mundane. We all have to take our pants off. We all have to take the trash out. Unless it's real love, then I'll take it out. The flowers and fireworks will fade. That is just a fact. And I'm okay with that. In fact, perhaps I crave the moments beyond the flowers and the fireworks. Not that you should toss those aside. But there, there's a nervousness in that. I've always found in the early stages there is a insecurity, a natural inbred sense of insecurity. Questions may linger, I understand that. 
but in the earlier stages, does she love me? Does he love me? Do I want to love her? Does she want to love me? And what I'm feeling is real. How do I know? How do I act? That's why I was never good at dating. I could never fake it. I could never get over those insecurities. I could never get over those fears, even just for a dinner. All right? By the time I'm asking for my second refill of iced tea, I, I'm so lost in my thoughts because I'm so nervous. That's why I never could do it. But then along comes a situation that seems to just spring up out of nowhere. They say, ah, love, love will find you when you're not looking for it, right? Right? It's BS. At least it seems like it until it happens. Neil Diamond wrote the great monkey song and then sang it himself quite well. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. Right? Right? Well, Brother Neil was right. Brother Neil was preaching the truth. You will find that the mundane brings with it a sense of peace, a sense of purpose, a sense of this is supposed to be, a sense of a building block, a sense of groundwork, a sense of of comfort. Gone is that nervousness. Yes, I get it. Big questions still arise. You still have the power to choose. Love isn't entirely magical. You're not bound for life. I know my parents will say maybe you should, but I, uh, I'm speaking in general terms here. And once you're past those fireworks and you find yourself at this base level, this building block, that's where the real things start to happen. That's when the real connections start to happen. I don't have a wife or kids yet. And I might never have kids. <laughs> but there's something in that. I don't think under normal circumstances, if you're going to raise a family, if you're choosing to raise a family, through natural means, adoption, whatever, if you're choosing to raise a family, that can only happen when you have the comfort and security. It only should happen, if I may say so myself, if I may be so presumptuous and bold. It should only happen when you have that base level comfort. When things just click so easily. Measure of a relationship, I do not believe, is uh, under the candlelight of a fancy dinner. The measure of a relationship is can you survive a trip to the grocery store? Can you survive a cross-country trip? Can you survive a two-hour trip? Can you be uh, in, a, in a house on a boring weekend, both in sweatpants? That is where I think the true building blocks of love are found. That is where the comfort is, and that is why. I believe in all my heart, you could correct me if I'm wrong, that number three is and should be that real love will comfort you. Now, I also have no problem taking the trash out, just for the record. Number two, the three things you need to know about real love is that it will challenge you. This is important. Listen up. This is also something I don't fully understand. It will challenge you. A friend of mine once said, he's an old friend, haven't talked to him in a couple of years, he is a, he is a representative. 
represents the 25th district out here in Los Angeles. His old friend of mine used to work with him um, when he was on the LAPD. And he once said, you know, the thing is about being a parent, which is, I think also qualifies as real love. He says, it, if it doesn't completely, totally change your life, if it doesn't up in everything, you're not doing it right. And that is the challenge. And that is what real love brings. If real love, that comfortable, wonderful sweatpants thing, if that real love doesn't challenge you sometimes every day, if it doesn't frustrate you just a little bit, I don't think you're doing it right. If you can detach emotionally, uh, and I'm not saying in an unhealthy way, there's unhealthy relationships out there. But if you can just detach and not be affected by anything, uh, you, might, you might have a problem. You might be in a bad situation. Or not a bad situation. You might be in a situation you need to, you need to fix, you need to change, you need to leave. If you're not affected by things. And I'm not talking about necessarily just fighting. Two humans side by side long enough are going to start bickering. That's just going to happen. Weather the bickering, weather the, I don't like how you do this, weather that stuff. But that's on the surface, and that challenges you. That's why I think a lot of people don't get out of the honeymoon phase or leave before the honeymoon phase wraps up and goes back to that flowers and fireworks mentality, because that stuff's fun. The butterflies can be fun, but... The bickering over which canned soup to buy in a grocery store is, is where the real love is. The real love is found behind the canned soup. But again, beyond the surface stuff comes this idea that love will challenge you. If it's done right, if, you're, if the timing is right, I really believe you're two individuals who don't necessarily need each other. Now, there might be on a higher level, a higher plane of existence and understanding the fact that, yeah, you need each other, all right? Like, that that might definitely be a thing. But I think, I believe, I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong in the comments below. Oh, there's no comments. Just tweet me. I believe the two individuals should find themselves. When I've spoke at weddings, when I've officiated weddings, I've highlighted this, that I think it's important that in any relationship, that these two people should know themselves, should find themselves, should be sure of this path, this coming together before you do it. And I've seen some situations, quite frankly, that have maybe gone down a path maybe too early. I really don't believe you should rush into something like marriage, something like a committed long-term relationship, even moving in together. I, feel, I just don't think you should rush into that. You should be two individuals who want each other in their lives. And again, not talking about the dark light, dark lit rooms and the fun stuff. I'm talking about the daily mundane stuff. And beyond that, even deeper, that you want this person in your life to make you feel challenged will lead to my final step here but it will you should feel that some of the things you've done as an individual that you can't do anymore that maybe you shouldn't do anymore 
some of your thoughts, some of your views, some of your bad traits that you must watch for. You must be careful. And it's going to suck. Especially, you know, you might be someone like me, who's very, very comfortable being alone. Very, very comfortable being locked away in his own place for four or five days, four or five months, or four or five years, and not really connecting with anyone else. Because I'm not exactly, uh, have a, I don't exactly have a track record of being perfectly healthy. I'm a lot better, thankfully. But I'm a lot better, particularly in the last year. I had people recognize it in me. Oh, you're so happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. Absolutely, I am happy. I'm in love. I am happy. I am happy. But see, again, that's the thing I think we sell to you in romantic comedies. That's the thing we sell that is on the surface. I'm happy. Because there's going to be times and moments that you're not happy. There's going to be times and moments that you have been challenged. It is much easier to go open up that can of soup that you bought on your own that no one questioned, put it in a microwave, cook it, and eat it by yourself and your sweatpants, shirt is optional. That is easy. That is very easy. And it's okay. And it's okay. And I want to make sure, I'm not talking to anyone out there who's like, hey, jackass, I'm okay, I'm good having the soup by myself right now. No, no, go back to my original statement. Individuals, you have to find yourself. You have to be okay on your own. You have to be able to function on your own. If you're one of those, uh, we've all seen those people, you know, they can be cast aside as needy, clingy, all these kind of words with really bad negative connotations. But there's some truth to someone, you know, we these serial monogamists that can't function without uh, another person in their in their life on a real close level. There's some danger to that. So if you're out there right now going, hey, I'm going to have some soup by myself tonight and I'm okay with it. I'm not saying you're not okay. I'm not telling you that. I'm saying that's easy. That is easy. I've had my, I, I've done that in the past. And as you guys know here, I've been open about my depression and all those kind of things in the past. And a lot of that can be tied to loneliness. Loneliness is a thing. Loneliness is a pain. Loneliness is a hurt. Loneliness can feel like a disease. And maybe it is. I am not a doctor. But that is the easier thing to do. Because you take that soup that you bought by yourself, the one that you wanted, the chicken noodle with the high sodium. Now you're in the store sitting with someone you love uh, and care for and are committed to. And that person's like, you can't get that kind. It's high in sodium. And you're like, I don't care that it's high in sodium. This is how I live my life. And they say, I want you to live longer. And you realize... Not only do you want to fulfill that need for them, you want to fulfill that for yourself. You want to live longer with them. You want to do things for them. And if that means not having the high sodium soup, uh, you choose not to. And you sacrifice. And they're going to sacrifice. And I'm boiling this down to a funny little conversation about soup. But I think you all know I'm talking about something on on a higher level. But let's just boil it down to soup so it's easier to talk about. You will be challenged. Your ways will be challenged. Your bad traits will be challenged. And again, it's, it's not every day. And if you're fighting, if you're fighting, that is a thing. Look into that. All right. Communicate, communication. That's another topic. We'll work on that. You should feel as though you have to change your ways. And that is what real love reminds you of. 
Real love grabs that idea. You are challenged to change. Here it is. Real love holds it out in its outstretched palm to you, a beating heart in its hand. And in beating heart is not like a Valentine's Day candy. There is blood in it. There is life in it. It is the core. This, this challenge notion, I think, is the core of love. There's that comfort. Now here's the challenge, which leads to number one, and we've, we've heard the word mentioned already here today, but real love will change you. Going to back to what my friend said to me years ago, if you're, not, if you're a parent and your life is not changed, if you're, if you're a parent and, and you can still really, really carry on with a lot of the things you used to do in the past, you might not be doing it wrong. That doesn't mean you don't have a well-balanced relationship to raise these kids. doesn't mean you haven't hired a high-priced nanny. But there's a core truth to what my friend said. It needs to change you. The challenge is what leads to change, and that is why number one is change. As I said with that soup, you're looking at that soup on the counter. You're looking at it. You want it in your cart. You want it in your cart because for years you were able to put it in your cart. And maybe your past relationships, the person didn't want you to put that high-sodium soup in your cart, but they didn't know how to tell you, or you didn't listen, or worse, you didn't care. You weren't there. You weren't committed. It wasn't real. So you grab that soup, you put it in your cart, you take it home, and you eat it in front of them. Or you eat it by yourself while they wait somewhere else. That is the problem. But now... With real love in your life, the feeling of comfort, the sense of being challenged has led you to this point where you're staring at that soup and you're like, yes, I know. I cannot put that in my cart. And better, I don't want to put it in my cart. You're not doing it to get them to stop. You're not doing it to get the other person to leave you alone. You might throw a little bit of a five-year-old fit. That's okay. That's part of the process. But you're going to grab that soup, and you're going to put it back on the shelf, and you're going to try something else. You might not like the next soup. You might not like the next soup after that. You might occasionally sneak in that soup when no one's looking, and then you're going to feel bad for it. Love. Love is all about Shopping for soup and compromising and growing from it and changing from it. Again, it's not just a toss-up in your in, uh, hands in the air. All right, fine, I'll have what you want. No, no, it might be like that on the surface. It might start out like that. But you want to change. You want to change. Then you, then you need to change. And then you look back suddenly and real love has done something to you. You've changed and you didn't even know. I'll make jokes to the end of time. If you're in a heteronormal, normative relationship, and uh, the trope of the girl comes into the life, and the guy has to take down all his posters, and the guy has to take down all his toys, or put them in another office, that's a thing. That's a true thing. That's that's not always true. I'm not. Don't want to generalize, but that's a trope. That's a thing, right? That's a thing. But that's not the change I'm talking about. That's just part of it. That's part of it's on the surface. What really happens is you have formed a partnership with this person. 
the person you've decided to love. And I believe there is choice in love. I believe in higher power. I do. I believe in higher power. I believe in some things being faded. I believe some things being of the right time. And I believe in things showing up much like it did in my life when I least expected it. Where I least needed it. My relationship kind of started when I broke out crying one night at two in the morning. So lonely, so broken. And I said, God, I'm done. Take it from me. Take the, 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 the thirst for love. Take the quest for love. Take it out of me. Give it to someone else. I can't do it right. I can't figure it out. And I want that high sodium soup and I'm going to stick with it by myself. And I'm not joking. As I cried out and then I stopped. Two in the morning, doing that crying by yourself. You're sobbing on the pillow. You're using the pillow as a Kleenex because you, you've used the Kleenex next to you so much that it's just almost like gone. Snot has evaporated the Kleenex and you're crying. You're crying from your core. You're crying for your life. As that moment happened and I was saying, I'm done with love. I can't do it anymore. I'm doing it so wrong. I don't want it. I've, it's so bad that I don't want it. The person who I now love texted me early in the morning just to say, you know what, I miss you. So that's how it begins. With purpose. But beyond that purpose comes this idea that you still have to decide, you still have to choose. So when you swim around in that comfort and you let it soak in, and you feel, ah, I don't have to fight for anything here. This just is. And we can sit around on our laptops, each doing work, slippers on, dogs nipping at our feet. One of them needs to go outside. I'll take her outside. While I'm out there, I'll take the trash out. And those comfortable moments are the building blocks that lead to you being challenged, that lead to you being changed by choice. And love, I think, is a choice. Love is a decision you have to make every day. I'm talking about marriage, and I'm talking about legal things. But I think you have to make it. It's just too easy. There's too many things working against real love, which is tragic in one sense. Too many things working against it. Your personal time, your pursuits, money, outside pressures. It's always unfortunate when outside pressures cause you to turn on each other. There's temptations other people. And there's just uh, another night in sweatpants, right? That's why every morning you have to choose. That doesn't seem sexy. That doesn't seem like the fairy tales. But we all know when the end of the movie happens and everyone runs into each other's arms, the lights fade the night comes, and in the morning, the alarm clock goes off, and there's two people at their base level, sleep in their eye, hair messed up, ugly sleep clothes on, one of you really has to go to the bathroom, and you have to make the first move. There's all that, and that, that is where the real love begins, and that is the moment you have to roll over and choose it's a moment, even if you're getting up by yourself, you have to choose. And that choice comes once you allow yourself to change or once you realized you have changed. 
I am no expert on love. I have no degree or diplomas on my wall. In fact, the only thing I have on my wall in front of me right now is a map of Westeros and Essos from Game of Thrones and a Nan Lawson painting of Cersei Lannister and a Nan Lawson painting of Daenerys Targaryen. So I might not be the source. I've lived a long time, still a long way to go to be sure, but I didn't figure out any of this until I was 40. And you know what? I'm still trying to figure it out. But I have a feeling on this Valentine's Day, the first one in which I can really feel something giant has changed inside me. And I don't even crave that soup as much anymore. We all want some sodium. I feel as though I'm starting to understand. And it's big and it's exciting. Some of you out there listening already know. And some of you out there listening don't remember. Some of you out there listening are yet to discover it. And that might be the most exciting one of all. So, on this Valentine's Day, if you're listening on Valentine's Day, or if you're listening later on, it doesn't matter, concentrate on real love. Flowers and fireworks are fun. The flowers and fireworks should be there. The flowers and fireworks will be there from time to time. But remember, at some point, you're both just going to be in a grocery store trying to buy soup. That's it for now, guys. Those are the three things I think you need to know about real love. Let me know what you think. You can just use the hashtag, the Knapsack Files, on Twitter. You can follow me at Ken Knapsack. We have the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Files. This podcast is available in a lot of different spots, and I want you to check them on out, uh, including Spotify. No, actually, not Spotify yet. I'm working on that. iHeartRadio, Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in, and hopefully soon, Spotify. I just got to send that email in. It's always one email that you still need to send. But that is it for now, guys. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day, or I hope you just have a great day. See you next time. That's the three things here on the Hapsack Files podcast feed. <laughs>